Well, I'm I'm on on the the winning side. side. Yes, I'm on on the the winning side. side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Monday, August the 30th. And uh, once again, we're asking, where has the month gone? It seems like this month has gone by so quickly. It's been a great month. Uh, It's been hot. Uh, I made the comment last night in church, I'm so thankful we didn't have the tent set up for the month of August. I'm glad we chose the month of June. And uh, But the Lord has been so good to us, and we had a great day yesterday uh, in church, and we are looking forward to a great week ahead of us. I do want to say uh, welcome to those of you who are watching uh, on Facebook and those of you that are listening on the radio 95.9 FM. Thank you for tuning in, and thank you for being with us today. Uh, And then those that are on our podcast and those that are on our radio app, uh, we welcome you. Also, those listening on YouTube, a happy birthday yesterday to Robert Brown Jr. And uh, happy birthday yesterday to Nell Burgess and Melissa Evans and Jeremy Proctor. I hope you folks all had a good birthday yesterday. And then today, uh, happy birthday to Scott Hall, uh, Tommy Hedgepeth Jr., uh, Freddie Parrish, And then happy anniversary to Jacob and Kendall Dixon, and also to Nola and Alva Newell. I hope you folks have a great day today. And uh, you get to hear uh, Scott Hall. Uh, He's on our radio from time to time with the tips, and I appreciate Scott. He is the chief deputy of our sheriff's department, and uh, he's running for uh, sheriff in the next election Uh, But uh, I hope you'll pray for Scott and hope you pray for all of our law enforcement uh, officers. Pray for our healthcare workers. Pray for our military. And uh, let's thank the Lord for all that those folks do every day uh, to protect us, to help us, and uh, to uh, be able to help our community. Uh, Let's continue to pray for all of our students and all of our teachers that are back at school Uh, Let's pray today for our missionaries. Pray for those people affected by the uh, hurricane that's uh, right now down in uh, Louisiana, Mississippi. And uh, pray for those folks there. Uh, Continue to pray for the people in Afghanistan. Uh, Pray for the nation of Israel. Pray for their peace and safety today. I want you to hear a great song uh, sung by uh, Caleb and Katie Garraway. I love this song. It's called The Center of Your Will. And I hope that's where you want to be. That's where I want to be every day. I know I'm in the will of God, uh, uh, geographically speaking. I know God wants me to be here in Roanoke Rapids and at Victory Baptist Church, but I don't just want to be in the location, uh, but I want my heart uh, to be in the center of God's will. I want everything I say, everything I do, I want that to be uh, pleasing to the Lord. And I hope you'll enjoy this song. And after the song, we'll get into our Bible study in Proverbs 15. to talk with you today, but the words are hard to find. There's a longing within my heart I can't fully describe. 
That's your desire today to be in the center of God's will. Uh, I, I shouldn't get into this on the radio because some of you that are just tuning in, you're going to think I've lost my mind. And you may think that anyway, but I don't want to, uh, to uh, uh, help to keep those theories going. But uh, I was uh, speaking last night, every Sunday evening, I get to speak to our children's choir, and that's the, the children that come during choir practice, and they sing in their own choir. Well, we take about 15, 10 or 15 minutes, and we sing some songs, and then I tell them a, a Bible lesson. Now, I know they hear the Bible stories uh, in their Sunday school and in junior church, so I've tried to do something a little bit different. Well, a few years ago, my wife and I, we got these devotional books for our children. We've used those for our kids but they're very interesting. It's just a short little lesson about science. It's usually about creation or about an animal uh, or an insect. And, you know, we've talked about all kinds of stuff, you know. But uh, la uh, last night, uh, today's Monday, last night, Sunday, I was talking to uh, the children about 
our planet Earth and how that our planet is in the exact right spot in our universe. Uh, it's called the habitable zone that we're in. They also refer to it as the Goldilocks zone. You say, what is the Goldilocks zone? So I told the children, and most of them had heard the story of Goldilocks and the three bears. Well, you know the story. I won't tell you the whole story on the radio today or on Facebook, but uh, the, the Goldilocks went to the house where the three bears lived and she tried uh, the porridge. And one was too cold, hot, one was too cold, one was just right. And she tried the chairs. One was too hard, one was too soft, one was just right. Well, then she broke that chair. I'm not sure how she broke it if it was just right. But then she went and found the bed. She was so tired from being out all day, wandering around, she was lost. And the one bed, too hard. One bed, too soft. The last bed was just right. It was just perfect. She fell asleep. And then, of course, the bears came. They found her in the bed. And, and I don't know where the story goes from there. I think she ran away and ran home and never came back. But anyway, I was telling the children how that... Uh, they call the earth where we're located the Goldilocks zone because we are in the exact right location. Everything is just perfect. Uh, if we were closer to the sun, we'd burn up. If we were further away from the sun, we'd freeze to death. Uh, the, the, the way that our moon is situated and the way of the gravitational pull, it's just perfect. And uh, I should, I think I've got it in here. Hold, hold on right here. I got it. But... Uh, Scientists tell us that the chances for the earth being in the exact location where we are, which is just perfect for life, is one in 700 quintillion. The chances, not one in a hundred, not one in a thousand, but the chances of that happening, if it were left up to chance, would be one in 700 quintillion. I had to look it up. Uh, that is 18 zeros following 700. So a total of 20 zeros behind the seven. Can I tell you how our planet got to the right place at the exact right spot? Because Genesis 1-1 tells us that. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And guess what? God put us in the exact right spot for planet Earth. And I want to tell you, God's got a place for you. Uh, God's got a place for me. Uh, God wants to use you at your workplace. Uh, God wants to use you at school. God wants to use you in your family and your friends, your neighborhood. Uh, God has a spot for you. And I'm glad that I'm in the spot where God has placed me. And uh, you say, well, where's that spot? It's the center, not on the outskirts. Not on the outside looking in, but it's in the center of God's will. And you say, well, I wish I were in the center of God's will because then I'd never have problems. Well, hang on. I never said that in the center of God's will, you don't have problems. But when you're in the center of God's will, God takes care of you. God is with you. You feel his presence. Uh, you, you, you experience God's grace and God has promised you. And God has promised me if we'll be in the center of his will, uh, it's the safest place to be. I've talked about before in, in preaching through the book of Psalms. I've preached from Psalm 91. Moses, that psalm was actually written by Moses. And when the children of Israel were in the wilderness, um, the, the tabernacle was in the very center of all of the encampment of the children of Israel. Well, Moses' tent was right next to uh, the tabernacle. And so when Moses said, 
He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. He was talking about the fact that he literally, he lived under uh, that shadow, uh, the cloud, the pillar of cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. That was the presence of God. And that's where we ought to live. We ought to live in the center uh, of God's presence, in the center of God's will. And uh, I hope that song was a blessing to you. I also want to say, I'm getting to the Bible study. Don't worry, I haven't forgotten. I want to say, uh, if you missed the services yesterday, uh, we had such a wonderful day. We had the Webster family with us, and uh, they uh, sang. They did such a good job. And go back and listen and watch those services if you get a chance. And uh, they had some great songs. We were going to play on the radio today the song they sang, a Redeemer of the Rain. And uh, Caleb said that they played that this morning at 10. I'm so glad they did because that's a powerful, powerful song. But uh, all the songs were a blessing. Hope you enjoyed them. Proverbs 15, we have seen the answer. A soft answer turneth away wrath. Uh, We have seen also the awareness, uh, the awareness that the eyes of the Lord are in every place. The abomination is when uh, someone gives something to God, but they have a wicked heart. Oh man, that's, that doesn't make any sense because if you're going to give something to God, try to make sure your heart is right with God. God's not fooled by your gifts. Uh, and then asking, we talked about praying, the prayer of the upright and God answers prayer and the admonition, how we ought to listen and hear and heed. And uh, we talked about uh, our attitude and uh, boy, I tell you what, I want my attitude, my spirit to be right. I want you to see uh, the word today is number seven in Proverbs 15 is the word anger says in verse number 18, a wrathful man stirreth up strife, but he that is slow to anger appeaseth strife. Now, that sounds similar to verse number one. Verse number one, the Bible says, a soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. That word anger, it means a violent passion of the mind that is excited by a real or supposed injury. Uh, Maybe you've been hurt by somebody or you suppose that you were hurt by somebody. That can often uh, fuel a violent passion in your mind. And usually that is accompanied with a propensity to take vengeance or to obtain satisfaction from the offending party. You're angry and you are going to do something to make that person pay for what they did. Well, I got news for you. That's what the flesh wants, but that's not what God says we should do. The Bible tells us that we should be angry and sin not. You say, well, I thought we weren't supposed to be angry. No, I think we ought to be angry uh, at the devil. I think we ought to be angry about sin and wickedness, but the Bible says be angry and sin not. Don't let your temper get the best of you. Don't say something that you'll regret. Don't do something that will hurt somebody uh, that you, in a moment of passion, you said something or you reacted or you responded, and then you found that you lowered yourself to that person's level because you're angry and you're uh, mad and you're trying to get revenge and you're making matters worse. The Bible says this, let not the sun go down upon your wrath. You know what that means? It means when you do get upset and you are angry, 
You got to get that right. You can't let the sun go down and still be mad. You you can't uh, let that build up. You can't let that uh, uh, fester up inside of you or it will get worse. You will explode if you don't get that anger uh, properly dealt with by confessing it to God. The Bible says in Ephesians 6, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. You see, sometimes uh, we make matters worse because we stir up strife. Sometimes we fuel the fire. Uh, Sometimes we feed the flames or we fan the flames. That word stir, where uh, it says not to, to, to stir up anger, the word stir means to incite. It means to instigate or to agitate. Can I tell you, I believe we ought to be angry at the right things. But number two, I don't believe we should stay angry. But then number three, we ought never to provoke others to anger. Uh, Don't be the cause of irritating somebody. Uh, Don't be the cause of saying, I know how I'll push their buttons and I'll make them mad and oh, it'll be so fun to watch. Friend, I want to tell you, that's not the way God would have us to live. A soft answer turneth away wrath. But grievous words stir up anger. Verse 18, again, a wrathful man stirreth up strife. That's not the goal. But he that is slow to anger appeaseth strife. May God help us uh, in how we deal with things, not to be uh, angry, not to be violent, not to get all mad and worked up, but may God help us to have our, our spirit in control. He that hath no rule over his own spirit It's like a city that is broken down and without walls. Uh, May God help us to control our temper. May God help us to get the victory uh, over our anger. I hope you have a great day. Let's live on the winning side, and we'll be back tomorrow. We'll try tomorrow to finish up Proverbs 15. On the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a co-worker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.